What's going on, Birds Nation? Get the hell up. Yo, repeat after me. All right, repeat after me. Playoffs. Playoffs. Your Philadelphia Eagles have clinched a playoff spot in the 2021-22 playoffs. Look, there's been a lot of talk throughout the Eagles fan base, other fan bases, that we shouldn't be proud about this. You know, we, we, we the strength of schedule has been terrible. Let me tell you something. This is the NFL. This is the top flight. This is the best of the best of the sport. We've made it. We're one of the 17. We're one of the 14 teams that are going to fight for a potential of winning the Vince Lombardi trophy. Now, expectations should, shouldn't go too crazy. Like, I don't think this is 2017 all over again. But where we're at in this process under Nick Sirianni, we're ahead of schedule. And anytime you're ahead of schedule, especially in this sport, that is a good thing. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of the news and notes. I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm juiced. Y'all should be too. This is the place to talk if you're an Eagles fan. So real quick, guys, before we dive into today, just make sure you guys hit that like button so we can push this out. We're live on DSM Media. We're also live on El Parcero Philly's YouTube channel. So make sure you guys hit that like button. And if you do like the content, then consider joining the family by subscribing to the channel. We talk Philly sports all the damn time. We'll be back on a little bit to talk about the union. we got some union news to talk about. We'll be at it tonight as the Sixers take on the Houston Rockets. Ben Simmons is in the building. we got some COVID situations, so we'll talk about that all tonight. So make sure you guys subscribe to the channel for all of your Philly sports needs. And, of course, if you're watching on TikTok, what's happening? TikTok, hit that like button. Hit that smash that screen. Smash that bad boy. And make sure you guys follow. We talk Philly sports on here all the damn time as well. And as these always work, we got our we got our show planned out here today. I will get to your comments, questions, concerns. You guys got any comments, questions about the Philadelphia Eagles or the NFL? I guess for that matter, let me know. Leave it in the comment section. We'll discuss it. And same goes for YouTube as well. But yeah, guys. So obviously, as we all know, the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Washington Football Team yesterday, twenty to sixteen, to get their ninth win of the season. And then, of course. It meant the waiting game. We had to wait and see for some a couple results, right? We had the Green Bay Packers that night doing us a solid and beating the Minnesota Vikings. You had the Saints beating the uh, I'm sorry, the Panthers being no, the, the Saints did one, but we had the uh, San Francisco 49ers beating the, the Houston Texans and us winning, which meant the Philadelphia Eagles clinched their spot into the playoffs. And look, yesterday's game. Despite the win, win is a win. Let's not take that away. It wasn't the prettiest, right? We talked about it beforehand. This team, the Washington football team, seemed like they were down and out, although they still technically had a chance at the playoffs before yesterday's loss. Let's be honest. This is a team that's missed so many pieces. COVID's still written all over them. Um, and it's a 6-9 six and, six and nine team. And just how, how we were rolling as well, there was no need for us to, to lose, but... The Washington football team came to play, and that's kudos and credit to Ron Rivera. You guys know my thoughts on Ron Rivera. I love the dude. I think he's a great coach. Um, but they came they came up. They showed up. They were ready to play. The Eagles had to make some adjustments. As always, this is what we've seen over the past couple games, and they had to turn it up in the second half. They shut out the Washington football team and got the win. Uh, if you were there yesterday uh, for the recap, first off, thank you so much for tuning on in. But look, this cannot be a continued recipe for success. Yes, the Eagles are a nine-win team. Yes, we've clinched the playoffs. And these are all great, fantastic things. But if we want to be a contending team, you cannot be starting off slow the way you have, especially to teams like this. To no disrespect to Taylor Haneke, because I did think that he stepped up in a big way for his football team, no pun intended. That's Taylor Haneke. The week before, that was Jake Fromm slash Mike Lennon. The week prior, 
Garrett Gilbert, Texas fine. All right, so you guys are getting the point. These this is stuff that just cannot happen. The slow starts have to be changed. Now, yesterday was different because you saw the offense was moving the ball. The Eagles did move the ball in the Washington football team. They weren't converting, and that's that was one of the main issues of the Eagles. There was plays left out on the field, and that's what I was talking about yesterday with Jalen Hurts. You cannot settle for field goals. You got to convert on a fourth and one. You got to call better play as well. You know, first fourth to get fourth down conversion. You're running a, a, a running play from the shotgun with Jordan Howard in his first carry in the game. All right, that's that's not a good play. That's not a recipe for success. You had two field goals in the second half that, yes, did lock it up. And granted, you were lucky that the defense stepped up and made some plays and got some pressure on Taylor Haneke, right? But you got to convert on those field goals. Those field goals got to get turned into touchdowns. So these are little things that the Eagles need to improve upon. And we're not, we don't have any more time to kind of fix that because now we got the final week of the season. We're going up against the Dallas Cowboys. And with the news that I'm about to relay in a little bit, and obviously Dallas already clinching the division and clinching their playoff spot, there's no time to kind of fix all those issues. So the Eagles right now, it's been great with the season they have started, but there are there's still uh, some work to be done, and there's still a lot of improvement to be done as well. But it, we clinched the playoffs, and that's the most important part. But I I don't think anyone anticipated the Eagles to be in the spot that they're in right now. Expectation versus reality. Before the season, let's 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 look around the league. Who here had the Cleveland Browns as a Super Bowl contender? Raise those hands, because I'm I'm right there. I'm raising my hand high. I thought they were a Super Bowl contender, and and look what happened. You got to go out there and you got to play the games week in and week out. Many many people, many many fans, experts, all anticipated the Eagles to finish last, near last. A lot of people did not think this team even had five wins in them, let alone nine wins in them. Now, me, honestly, and you guys, I have receipts. You guys look at my previews from before the season. I anticipated this to be a seven to eight win team. They have exceeded my expectations by two, one to two wins. This team, and I'm looking at looking at this overall, despite the quality of opponents that they have faced in the second half of the season. They have exceeded expectations. You know, there's been a lot of talk and comparisons to this Eagles team in 2021 to the 2013 Chip Kelly team. The Eagles are one win away from that. From that, the difference, the big difference, the main difference being from the 2013 team to the 2021 team. Chip Kelly had a lot of talent to work with. That's what a lot of people forget. Yeah, Mike Vick was supposed to be the quarterback going into the season. Obviously, we saw what Nick Foles did. You had Deshaun Jackson. Jeremy, oh, Jeremy Macklin went down. Riley Cooper stepped up out of freaking nowhere. Brent Selleck was on that team. You had Shady McCoy, a really solid defense, or sorry, offensive line. And you saw what happened. This team did not have near nearly the talent that that team had. And yet this team rallied around. Remember, this team started 2-5, and five, and I talked about it earlier today. To me, the turning point of this Eagles team was that Week 8 game against the Detroit Lions. We all remember the whole plant talk. You know, we're, 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 we're fertilizing our plants, right? <laughs> Everyone made the joke. My boy Chris Infante on Twitter had the viral tweet going out there. It, it was all fun and games. We all we all made fun of it, but little did we know that in the locker room, there was chemistry brewing. There was a brotherhood going on within that locker room, and those guys stuck together. Although everyone in the city, in the league, wrote them off, they didn't care about the two and five. They were going to go out there another week like it was zero and zero, 
and they were going to fight. And they, they thumped the Detroit Lions. They found their identity, a physical running game with a fucking beastly offensive line. Jordan Howard finally got an opportunity thanks to some injuries. Well, I shouldn't say thanks because that's a misunfortunate, but Jordan Howard took advantage of an opportunity. And we rode that coattail to what we are at now. And in that process, not only did the we lean on that running game, but we were able to see the development of a Jalen Hurts. We were able to see a, a young stud, future elite wide receiver in this league flourish in Devontae Smith. Dallas Goddard, after the Zach Ertz trade, was able to show the league that he is an elite tight end. Oh, by the way, Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, and Jordan Howard did their thing. And that was all great. The quality opponents do concern me. It really does concern me. Because not only have you had to rely on second-half rallies, but these are bad teams. These are, these are all bad teams that you faced off against. Now, look, this is the NFL. you got to take care of what's in front of you at that moment. That, that's no excuses. But that is definitely a concern going into the playoffs. The quality opponents definitely concerns me going into the playoffs. What is going to happen when a defense is able to stop that running game? It's happened before. It's, it, it's not out of the ordinary. But what happens when the defense stops that running game? And Jalen Hurts is going to have to win a game with his arm. We saw what happened against the New York Giants. That was a Giants defense. Uh, look, I'm not going to disrespect the Giants completely, even though I don't know the fan base could be a little sensitive. <laughs> but they did a good job of slowing down Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts had one of his worst games of the season against the New York Giants. So these are all question marks that I have for this team. But regardless, this is year one of the Nick Sirianni era, and we are making it to the playoffs. This is a great stepping stone, however you want to look at it. No one thought they were going to be in this place. I did not think that we were talking about January, deep January football. I did not think that. Will they upset someone? We'll see. We shall see. They definitely have some. They definitely have some pieces and some nice things that can that can lead to an upset. But I'm not going to go that far yet. I am definitely not going to go that far. But I really want to give people credit for what we've seen this year. I've seen a lot of people giving credit to Nick Sirianni, and yes, he deserves a lot of credit to be able to keep a team together through two and five, through all the criticism, everyone writing them off. He kept everyone together, and he not only did that, but he grew as a coach and as a play caller as well. Taking a step back, realizing, okay, yes, I may want an aerial attack. I, I want to throw the ball 30, 40 times, but that's not conducive for what I have right in front of me. And he just threw that, he scrapped that game plan away, and he, he took a step back, and he looked at what he had. Okay, I have a really strong offensive line. I, I need to try to run the ball. And that's what you saw against the Detroit Lions back a week eight. Now, it was the Detroit Lions, but look, I, we a lot of us literally thought that we could have lost the Detroit Lions. And the way that running game worked in that game is what you, you're seeing now. He, to me, the development of Jalen Hurts also has to do with Nick Sirianni and his coaching staff as well. Nick, Nick deserves to be in consideration for coach of the year for the job he's done so far with the Philadelphia Eagles. He deserves credit. Jalen Hurts deserves credit as well. He's done a great job, and it's not only been, we know what he is, right? We we know he's an elite runner as a quarterback. 
We know he's he's got the leadership. He's got that it factor. He knows how to win. He's done it his whole entire life. But his development, like even watching against the Washington football team, he wasn't the reason why we went down 10-0. I'm sorry. Yes, we did leave some plays out on the field. But I saw a guy who for once, and remember, a lot of people like to lump him up with a Lamar Jackson type of quarterback. And for parts of the season, yes, you could have said that. But what you saw against the football team was a quarterback going through his progressions, reading the field, and making the right play, making the smart play. No no turnovers, no interceptions, no fumbles. What I love the most was instead of going for the big play that wasn't there, yo, just settle for a Boston Scott 20-yard check down uh, play. And that, to me, is, is the maturation of a quarterback. And that's great as well. But this entire team deserves credit. This offensive line is the best offensive line in football right now. And we didn't even, we're playing with two guards that we didn't anticipate to play with. Jordan Mailata became a Pro Bowl caliber tackle. Lane Johnson, remember, you guys, a lot of people like, like to discredit mental health. That is so hard to go through. Depression, anxiety. If you're going through it, I'm with you guys. I'm with you. I go through it as well. I'm with you guys. This man missed, what, two, three games? Came back. He didn't miss a beat. He's still the same Lane Johnson we all know and love. And, and let's not forget the anchor of it all, Jason Kelsey. My God, I didn't think I could love that man even more. J- Jason Kelsey has been fantastic this entire season as well. The running back, the running game, whoever it may be, whether it be Miles Sanders, whether it be Jordan Howard, whether it be Boston Scott, heck, whether it even be Kenny Gainwell, Whoever's number was needed to be called came up and stepped up and made a big play. Devontae Smith flourished as a young stud wide receiver. And by my God, it is so good to say we have a stud wide receiver in this goddamn city. We've tried so many. We tried with Jalen Rager. We tried with Nelson Aguilar. We, we tried with Jordan Matthews. You name it. We've tried it all. And finally, it took the the 6'2", or 6'3", 165, 67-pound kid from Alabama, the Heisman Trophy winner, to come in here and show the world who the hell Devontae Smith is. And he's been a a legit weapon for Jalen Hurts. It's been so refreshing to see. Dallas Goddard has become an elite tight end. Now, the defense, look, to me, goes back to the quality opponent. You know, when you're facing Jake Fromm, Mike Lennon, Garrett Gilbert, um, the likes of those dudes, you know, de- defensively, you know, the task is not too hard. I'm not, let's not discredit anything, but it, it, let's be honest as well. Gannon and the defense has done enough. To me, that's what I see. Like, the, when you look at the numbers, you look at the stats, it says, tells probably tells you otherwise, but for me personally, they've done enough. Now, Gannon, to me, is a little bit on the doghouse because the expectation going into the season was a lot higher than what we're seeing right now. You know, people were saying that this dude is is the future of the defense as far as the coordinators go. He was the messiah of defenses. There was people who have been considering him as a head coach, and I don't know how legit that is, but I haven't seen anything spectacular for him. Now, does he have the personnel he wants? Possibly not. Possibly not. But that's not an excuse. You got to get these guys in better situations. When Taylor Haneke in the first quarter is ripping you apart with your stupid zone defense that you cannot steer away from for whatever reason it may be, it's a bit of a concern, right? It's a bit of a concern. So the jury's still out on him, but you know, right now the defense is doing its job. 
And, and that's all you can really ask for, right? A defense can do his job. And more importantly, for as much as people like to kill Howie Roseman, and I know people are going to feel really passionate about this, but as, as much as people want to kill Howie Roseman, one year from not being in the playoffs, this team is back in the playoffs behind a coach that Jeffrey and Howie both wanted. He may have been the yes man, but he, this yes man got the job done. Howie took a, a risk in the second round of the 2020 NFL draft and selected Jalen Hurts, knowing that you had a franchise quarterback in your helm and Carson Wentz, and you needed to surround him with pieces. Yet they took the chance and went with Jalen Hurts. This man has taken the, the right steps to help this team get into the playoffs. And this 2021 NFL draft, it hasn't been terrible. As much as we kill Howie in these drafts, look, Devontae Smith, you guys already seen, we just talked about what we've seen. Landon Dickerson, the dude is a stud young offensive guard who potentially might be the future behind Jason Kelsey when, once that day comes. He's impressed through his first year. Especially great on the on the run, on the rush defense as well. Um, Milton Williams has been contributing as as these weeks go on as well, and a lot is riding on that kid as well because, as we know, him and Tom Donahue fought over this kid. Kenny Gainwell has contributed as well. So this 2021 NFL draft hasn't been terrible for Howie Roseman. Now we can debate Michael Parsons for Devontae Smith all you guys want. We won't do that here today, but this NFL draft has not been terrible for what Howie Roseman has done. Oh, and by the way, this team is an Iowa team making the playoffs, and they're, they also have three first-round draft picks in this cup, this upcoming NFL draft. So this, this entire organization deserves credit for what was a dark time last year, 2020. This time last year, this was a depressing, depressing, depressing team. We were four years away from winning the Super Bowl, our first ever in franchise history. We literally let our franchise quarterback rot away with all the drama, all that all that bull crap that was surrounding this team. Now we're talking about a team making a playoffs, a young team making a playoffs in its first year under its head coach. So a lot of credit needs to be given to this team. This is this is this is pretty pretty resilient and pretty uh pretty impressive stuff that what we see. All right, let's move on to the COVID situation at hand. So obviously we from Tom Pel, uh Pel uh, he's actually broken a couple of news uh, notes reported from the NFL. I've yet to hear him, but hey, kudos to Tom. Uh, we have a dozen Eagles players that tested positive for COVID today following the Washington football team game. Very concerning. Uh, so those players include Fletcher Cox, Dallas Goddard, and Jason Kelsey. We have Janard uh, Avery, Marcus Epps, Nate Herbig, Jordan Howard, Avante Maddox, Roddy McLeod, Boston Scott, Alex Singleton, and Jack Stahl all are under the COVID protocol currently right now. That is definitely, definitely, definitely scary. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm aware right now, it seems as if that Fletch, Dallas, and Kelsey, from what it says here, um, they might be able to to be cleared by Saturday's game. But, you know, I think with everything locked up already, I think more so what we're going to see is a lot of the stars being rested up. Now, the real question is, do we have enough players to bring out there? I mean, these are 12 key players that we're talking about that are going to potentially be out for COVID. We might have some guys back, but you know, if we're talking about a guy like Fletcher Cox or Jason Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, I'm probably resting those dudes because I really need those dudes for the playoffs. 
Uh, Jordan Howard, someone who's been going through injuries, I would probably uh, rest him up. But this is definitely going to be something interesting. And obviously here in Philadelphia, we just dealt with the COVID situation in the playoffs and the MLS Cup playoffs is the Philadelphia Union, the Eastern Conference Finals. 11 players they miss due to COVID. And we all saw what happened. You know, we could have we could have been cel- we could have been going down broad celebrating MLS Cup title, but you know, I digress there. But it's gonna be interesting to see how the NFL as a whole handle COVID going into the playoffs because I could see like let's say hypothetically Tom Brady gets COVID on the Monday uh leading into the playoff week. He's gonna be back out there on that on that on, on that playoff game for the next round or that round coming up. And I'm just really curious how teams are going to be handling this. And the NFL should take notes from the NBA, the NHL, the MLS of how they handle these COVID situations uh, because it, it it could be critical. It, it really could be critical. Like, let's say the Bills lose J, uh, Josh Allen. That's really huge for them. And for the Eagles, I think they have to be smart with this um, and just let let it play out, essentially. Let it play out. But that's kind of what we're at right now. But obviously, this game has been flexed to Saturday night. Interesting stuff the Eagles, uh, the uh, NFL has done with their scheduling as far as the final week of the season goes. As we all know, it's it's now an 18-week season, not a 17-week season like it's been in the past. Um, and the Eagles got flexed back to Saturday night, I guess because both teams don't have really anything to play for. But man, it's Dallas versus Philly. I'm sure all respect to it. But it's going to be wild because you got the Flyers that night as well playing, uh, playing in South Philly as well. So South Philly going to be wild. Ladies and gentlemen, you got tailgating for freaking final Dallas versus Philly game. Uh, I wonder if you, any of the Eagles fans are, are still excited for that game. Although what we just discussed here, but it is still Dallas and Philly. It is still the final regular season game of the year. And it is probably more than likely going to be the final game of the 2021, 2022, uh, home game for the Lincoln financial field as well. So, you might want to show up if you're an Eagles fan. So, it, that, so that's that's where we're at right now. But so that, listen, that's that's what I have for you guys today. I'm going to get to your comments, questions, and concerns. But man, just get excited, guys. We're in the playoffs. It doesn't matter what happens in the playoffs. It really does not. If we lose in the first round, as long as we don't get obliterated. But if we lose in the first round, I am not going to be upset. That that to me is is a great sight there. But we uh we in there, baby. We in there. So I'll start with YouTube here today, guys. Uh, Lucas Kraken or Seattle. I, I don't know exactly what Lucas Kraken's fandom is, but Hawks win. Kudos to your uh, Seahawks. That was a nice win for the Seahawks. Possibly the final game of Russell Wilson and and, and um and Pete Carroll. Um, Billy Williams, how do you feel about us going to free agency? Who would you love to come out of it? Be realistic. Uh, Billy, you weren't specific, but if you're talking the NFL, you're talking about the birds. Um, really, I'm not really looking at too many big deals, even though we get a lot of uh, cap space freeing up in 2022, 2023. Um, but really, I just want to get a set, uh, a real number two wide receiver to go along Devonte Smith. That to me is my, uh, main concern. I, I don't, I, I'm done trying to go with the top draft picks for wide receiver. You've done it enough under Howie Roseman. Um, so I'm, I'm, I want to go find a veteran guy to match up in, alongside Devontae Smith. Doesn't have to be a real expensive guy. A middle of the pack guy is, is perfectly fine. Come in here, work his ass off, be a leader, uh, grow for, grow with Devontae Smith. That's really where I'm looking at. That's my main concern of free agency. And then you're, this defense, you're going to have to fill a lot of holes on this defense as well. Um, I think the safety position, both Rodney McLeod and Anthony Harris, I don't know what their future is. I think Ronnie's more likely done. I don't know about Anthony Harris if they want to bring him back. I do think you can upgrade from an Anthony Harris. Excuse me one second, guys. 
still recovering from COVID a little bit. Uh, but I, I do think that I would I wouldn't mind keeping Anthony Harris and bringing in uh, a, a young safety in the top couple picks what we have in this NFL draft. <clears throat> so I think that's where I would go. But um, other than that, I don't see too much happening. This I still think you got to build from that draft, bringing a lot of young talent, and that's really where I would go with this Eagles team, man. Uh, so when's the draft? I can look that up. No worries. The NF, the 2022 NFL draft. Oh, should be a fun one. I wonder where it's at too. So it'll be on April 28th, obviously Thursday. It's usually when they hold it. And it seems as if it'll be in Vegas. Was it, I think it was in Vegas last year too. So on April 28th. So we, we got ourselves four months away, guys, boys, boys and girls. A month and uh, four months and 28 days away. Awesome stuff. At least we have an excellent GM that won't screw up our draft capital. Are you talking? Wait, are you taking shots at us, Logan? We got a lot of draft capital, but you guys aren't bad at drafting either. You just need a quarterback, and that's your problem. <laughs> All right, TikTok, what's happening? Y'all have been going active. I appreciate it. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Make sure you guys keep hitting that like button, and I'll get to your comments, questions, and concerns. Um, all right, Hunter Edward, be completely honest. How do you think we're going to do Saturday against, against he says, the Cowgirls, against the Cowboys? Um, listen, I mean, we just discussed the news at, at hand with the uh, with, with the COVID situation. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I, could, I see a lot of backups going into that game on Saturday night. So I do see it being an ugly, low-scoring game, possibly like 2017 when it was like 13-6. Nick Foles looked terrible or no nick no nick Foles didn't play that game it was nate nate studfeld the stud uh so i could see it being like a like a 13-6 type of game again 14-7 something ugly like that i i wouldn't have too much um too much high hopes for that man uh jefferson's post 18 can you name an nfl player for an edit can we do landon dickerson he's on my mind love landon dickerson great number as well how can you not love 69 <laughs> so give me landon dickerson what's happening man uh, Hunter Edwards, thank you so much for the follow. Uh, why aren't you wearing a mask? Because I'm literally by myself. There's nobody here. So um, I'm not going to wear a mask when I'm by myself. Who am I going to give COVID to? Myself? I already had it. So but that's a good question. Good question. Shouts to you. Thank you so much for stopping back, stopping in, man. Much love. Uh, Jeremiah Shepard wants to flex on a team going through COVID. So good for you. Shows your character. Awesome stuff. Troll Cole, thoughts on Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm a I'm a low key Bills fan because I love McDermott. Uh, I love the McDermott family. Shouts to uh, Tim and Sean. Uh, but <clears throat> it's gonna be tough for you guys. And you guys have been playoff tested. Now I'm curious to see what you guys are gonna do in these playoffs. Really, I'm curious to see. I think you guys have a, sh a real shot of uh, getting getting to the Super Bowl. But hey, one game at a time, right? One game at a time. Uh, Corey, no, should not be getting a B. Come on now, you know better. You know better. Uh, Jeremiah coming in, coming in hot, Jeremiah, huh? Uh, I know you probably hate the Cowboys, but you see, but you as an NFL fan, do you think Dallas can make a run? Uh, big, I'm going to be honest with you. And again, this is not me because I hate Dallas. No, I do not see you guys making, making a run. I just don't see any clutchness with you guys. They just, that's, that's strictly being 100% honest. I just don't see that resiliency from the Dallas Cowboys. And I could just see Dak choking away. As good as he is a quarterback, he lacks that factor. We'll see. Obviously, I'll be rooting against you guys. 
Uh, Ted, what's happening, Ted? What's going on, baby? Seriani's a great coach. He's a good coach. He's done a great job this year. I'm not going to discredit him whatsoever, man. He's done a great job this year. But more work is needed to be done, man. We're not going to be settling for mediocrity. Remember that. Kevin, show 25 Giants to respect themselves. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Listen, Giants, Giants Nation, they are an interesting bunch, man. It is a truly interesting bunch, man. Besides NYS Central and Mets RSL, um, I don't understand that whole fan base. I, I really don't. <laughs> I just really don't. But Mets RSL, NYS Central are legitimate, legitimate goats. So they are the only Giants fans that can do whatever they fucking want because they are legit goats. Goats, but yeah, they're it's an interesting bunch. Uh, do the Pats make it through the first round? Uh, it depends who they play, but I could see them. I could see them making it to the second round, but more like I could see them being one and done. I think we shock in the playoffs. I would like to think so. I just don't think so, Deberg. But thank you so much for st stopping on it. Pats Nation, thank you so much for the follow. I appreciate it. Much respect. Handshake. Much love to you, man. Much love. Um, I hate having AP player on C19 list. Uh, I mean, yeah, it sucks, but it, it you know it is what it is, guys. It is what it is. Eagles fans are the worst. Damn straight. Go Birds, baby! Go Birds! <laughs> Yeah, see, this is my point about Dallas. You guys are flexing over a team. And you guys very, very well may win on Saturday night. I mean, I, I I doubt most of Eagles fans care because, number one, we clinched the playoffs. And number two, um, there's 12 players on the COVID protocol. So if you guys want to flex over that, be my guest. Be my guest. Go Birds! Damn straight! Hot take. I want to play. I want to play Tampa Bay. I wouldn't mind playing Tampa Bay. They are missing some key pieces at, at, at an inconvenient time. Um, but I think for me, I'd rather play the Rams. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure on the Los Angeles Rams. And when you're facing a team like the Eagles with a chip on their shoulder, that's not a recipe for success. So I think I want to play the Rams in the first round. And if the way it's set up right now, we would. But we shall see. We shall see. I'm not going to go that far, New Aaron. I'm not going to go that far, baby. Let's take it easy. Let's take it easy. NFC Championship? No. Nah. Let's, just, let's just focus on getting to the playoffs and, and, and playing a good game. That's I'm not even focusing on a win. Playing a good game. Let's focus on that. Oh, snap. Gio's a Rams fan, huh? How long have you been a Rams fan, huh? It's the golf days. Go birds. Let's go. Let's go. All right, guys. I got to hop off and start watching the Sixers game. Thank you so much for tuning on into my Monday thoughts. Listen, it's a great time to be an Eagles fan. Just put a smile on your face, all right? Put a smile on your face. We don't always have to be Super Bowl contenders. That's one thing I want you guys to take away. We don't always have to be Super Bowl contenders. We don't always have to be on top. Just take these little wins. Take these little victories. It's a great time. It's a great time. All right, guys, make sure you guys hit that like button. It truly mean the world to me. Make sure you guys also subscribe to the channel. Reminder, we talk Philly sports all the damn time, so make sure you guys are joining on in this family. We'll be back at it tonight to talk about those Philadelphia 76ers. But until then, I go by El Parcero Philly. I'm telling you guys, go Birds. I'll talk to you guys soon.